0: Of Robin Hunt. Right. So here I go. Pastor Richard Kate Robin Hunt. will your abbot, Side Robin, and your prior, I you pray, and him send me such a monk to dine every day, and I, a little guest to of Robin Hood. 1489, spring came round again, and with it in the day which Sir Richard left, was to pay back to Robin Hood the four hundred pounds which he had he had so narrowly saved from his lands from the Abbot of Saint Mary's. While living quietly at home and saving most of his rents, Sir Richard was able to set off in a point time not only for four hundred pounds. In his pouch, but accompanied by a troop of his own men who carried as presents for Robin, hundred good deal bows, as many sheaves of arrows with shining metal points, and peacock feathers below the deep not notches from the street. As Sir Richard and his followers hastened along. Still, they came to the bridge, to a bridge over a river, where many of the people living nearby were met that day before a wrestling match. The prize was was a white horse, richly harnessed, a pair of gloves, a gold ring, and a pipe of wine. And just as Sir Richard arrived. A tremendous uproar began to sound round the ring where a restaurant was taking place. Pushing through the crowd, he asked what was wrong and discovered that his favorite champion of the whole neighborhood had just been thrown by an unknown yeoman who had appeared suddenly that day and entered the restaurant. But it is not a contest to open to all climbers," said Sir. Richard. It is so indeed, answered the old on, on a whom he was questioning. But the men find stale to be jealous of an outsider like this Arthur of Blonde, and I fear. They will beat him and throw him into the river, rather than let him carry off the prize. This shame must not be his Sir Richard, and followed his men, and he pushed his way to the center of the crowd and struck up the cudgels, which were raised, and fell to fill the Arthur of Land. Sir Richard spoke to a gathering for some time, and the truth of his words, backed by the sight of his armed followers, brought them to their senses, and the prize was given to Arthur of wound which drew winner. Sir Richard then bought a wine from him for five marks and presented to the crowd. who cheered him heartily and began to drink his health and the heath of Arthur Bland too, as if they had never thought of cracking his pole or throwing him into the river. But all this had taken some time, and hasten as he might, it was long past noon when Sir Richard came to the to meeting Meanwhile, Robin and his men waited in vain. Coming of Sir Richard. Let us go to dinner, said Little John at Not so, answered Robin. I fear that our lady is wrath with me, since she has not sent me my pay. Have no doubts, master, cried Little John. You scarcely knew. Be sure that before the sun is down, all will come right. I dare be sworn that Sir Richard of Lent is true and trustworthy. Then take your bow, said Robin, You and much scarlet you and much in Scarlet, you hasten to the great North Road, and if the knight you cannot find, maybe you will meet with with another guest to send proxy for him. Off went the three merry men, clad on in green, with swords at their sides and bows in their hands. But never a sign of Sir Richard they saw. Presently, however, as they lay in wait behind the bushes, they saw two monks dressed in long black robes and riding on white cloth ears, with a large band of serving men and attendants the behind them. Then said Little John, too much with a broad grin. I wager my life, these monks have better pay. So cheer up, losing your swords and their scabbards, and set arrows to your strings, and follow me. The monks have twenty or Turned to Robin without expected guests, without his expected guests. So, saying, Little John sprang out into the road, followed by March and Scarlet, leveled the narrow at, at the face of, a, of the leading monk, and "Stay, Colonel Monk, and go no further." One more step, and you die. My arrow is aimed to strike an inch below your band. So come along with me, my master, is furious of being kept so long for his dinner. Who is your master? asked the monk, amazed by the seven summers. Who else would roll to Robin Hood? answered Little John. He is a strong thief, clobbered the monk, pale with fear. I have heard little good of him. You lie! cried Little John. And you bait, and you shall do it. He is a good gentleman in the forest, and he bids you to dinner with him. What if we refuse? asked the Then I lose my arrow, rep- replied Little John calmly. But my men will cut you down, all three of you, hesitated the monk. I have a hundred bowmen hidden in the bushes on either side of the road, declared Little John unbendingly. Um, I have but to raise my hand or cry an order, and every man who lies dead with me in his heart. When they heard this, there was panic amongst the followers and attendants, and no then John made as though to raise his hand. By their riddles, and while I walk behind with a nail on one string in case of accidents. So they thought the two monks into the barn stale where. Robin was waiting for them, and Robin greeted them courteously. We are, are churchless guests. We are churchless guests, protested Little John, and their followers were but cowards. Forty of them, at least there were, and all ran away when they saw me bend my bow. Well, some men are men to dinner laughed robin and let us make our guests as welcome as we can this is an outrage protested the first monk i am the uh, abbot of saint mary's high Cellrier. this reverend monk is my clerk high Celerier, Ha ha! said robin then your duty is to supply the abbey with it with with provisions and wine and also to collect tithes, ta- both in kind the money maybe our lady has sent me my pay after all by the hands of this of this her servant but to dinner first little John will f- fill a horn of the best wine for mr silverier. Who doubtless is an expert on visible hmm. hmm. and let him drink to me. With a very bad grace, the Sovereign and his clerk drank the wine and made some parkings at Eden. Well, now, said Robin presently, if you have indeed brought me mm, mm, my money, Master Curry, I pray you let me see it. And if you are ever in need, maybe I can do as much for you. I know nothing of any money's only for you, cried the courier, and she anxiously, and I have no money. Cried Robin, with twenty shillings, declared the souvenir, I swear it he forgot Twenty shillings for well, my journey, and no more. Alice, poor man, said Robin sympathetically, if that is indeed what you have, I'll give you as much again to help you in your way. Little John, search the saddle backs of these reverent gentlemen and search them also in case they may have forgotten an odd shielding or two, the seller here grew prayer with fear, and the clerk began to bubble and mutter prayers, while Little John spread a cloak on the ground, and after a little search began heaping piles of shi- shining gold and silver it. Eight hundred pounds, he declared at one, that is a, a gold loan, and younger keep of silver will come to quite a few pounds over that sum. Then our lady has sent me the money which I have sent to pay the abbot, abbot said Robin, and may the mass. she pays good interest. Fill up Master Siller's cup and his jerk cup also. But tell me, sirs, whether were you going to seek His Royal Highness Prince John? Answered the Sillerier. The money was for him, and the cruel, and cruel indeed, were a penny for it. I took with me also a message from the Lord. From the Lord Abbot, about taking steps of humble, tre- treasonable pride of certain Sir Richard of Leth, who is a lawbreaker, and that defies the Holy Church in person and of the said Abbot. The say- said knight, quoth Robin, mimicking the palmed tones of the frightened celery. So, yeah, it is a good friend to me, and was said Prince John, a traitor to his brother, our good King Richard. The gold was intended for the royal coffers, was it to Master Celia? Yes, indeed it was. Then we will keep it for King Richard, and as for the silver, that we will keep in payment for the good food and wine our guests have partaken of while with us. It was that ever we came to, into this place momented um, <laughs> this other year. How much cheaper our dinner would have been in Bythe or Danskeister could now... Go now to York," said Robin sternly. "Greet your abba from me. Tell him to beware how he oppresses Sir Richard of Let any further, and bid him send me such a guest as yourself to dinner every day." Scarcely had the salarier and the clerk ridden away, lamenting the loss of their money and threatening dire revenges on Robin Hood and his men. Then Sir Richard of of Leith came riding hastily to the meeting-place, where the little troop behind it. Greetings to you, good sir knight, cried Robin gaily. What, what, but what brings you here to Barnsdale? No ill, I hope. Surely the abode of St. Mary's has not taken your house and lands from you in spite of all? By God's good grace and your kindness, answered Sir Richard gravely, my house and lands are mine no and more, free from all debt, mortgage, or any, any incumbents. And I pray forgive me that I'm late and I tryst on the way I came upon a wrestling where a good yeoman called Arthur a blind, was like to have sc- suffered wrong and ill usage uh, had I not stopped to help him. Forgive, said Robin. Rather, I thank you for my heart for what you did. Any man who stays and helps you and earns my friendship forever. Thank you, said Sir Richard. But now take this money which I owe you, the four hundred pounds that I saved my estate, and which the is this twenty pounds more by way of interest. But, my good friend, said Robin very seriously, you owe me no money. It has already been paid. Our Lady, by the hands of the Sevier of St. Mary's, paid full four hundred pounds, search an hour since, and a good four hundred more by the way of interest, and if I took it twice, I were, were ashamed for it. But truly, gentlemen, to you you yourself are more welcome than any money could be. Sir Richard hardly knew what to say or think at this, but Robin soon told him what had happened. And they laughed together heartily over it. But on my honor, said Sir Richard of the length, here is the money I owe you. Use it well, answered Robin. Buy a good horse and good armor, in case you have need to fight with our noble King Richard, or to defend any other good yeoman, or to defend yourself. "'In fear, much lest the Abbot or Prince John accuse you of being in league with me "'in the matter of lightning, Master Celerear's purse, and you, and do you some ill deed. "'You certainly stand in great danger,' answered Sir Richard. "'The both of the Abbot and the Sheriff will be out after you for this.' Therefore, accept these small gifts I have seasoned for a state at less, and a hundred sheaves of arrows, true and straight and well feathered. I accept them gladly, said Robin. As you say, may we may need them soon. But come now, soon it soon not soon noon is not long past. And a good stoop of wine would come amiss. And tonight we will feast you right royally. So that was chapter nine. Bye guys, see see you later. See you later, see you later, see you later. Bye guys.